You're listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, leave the instruments at the door. At the top of the hour this hour, champs are crowned. On April 21st and 22nd, Varsity Vocals held the international competitions of high school and collegiate a cappella, respectively, and the performances were fierce. The quality of the high school groups on Friday continued to leap forward, and at the end of a great night, OSA Vocal Rush was again crowned champion. DeKalb's Enharmonic Fusion and GET Vocal Point took second and third. The next night, ten groups took the stage of the Beacon Theater, and the Nor'easters became this year's international champs, with the University of Chicago Voices in Your Head placing second and the UCLA Scattertones rounding out the top three. Every performance was amazing, and we congratulate every talented singer. Hello, Acaville fans. Welcome to Talk Appella. I'm your host, John Lampus, here on Acaville Radio's weekly talk show. Today, I am joined by one of my oldest friends in the world. Not old in the fact that, like, he's old because we grew up next door to each other. We're not old yet. Uh, one of my best buddies, Jake Buhlman. Jake, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, pleasure to be here. Absolutely, dude. So uh, Jake is in a little group called Mind of the Gap from the University of Oregon, and they just won their ICCA quarterfinals. So Jake, before we even get started, congratulations on that again. I saw the news for that, and I was like, wait a minute, Jake's in that. So that's <laughs> that's so awesome, dude. I'm, I I think that's really freaking fantastic. Yeah, thanks. I'm still, like, I know it was last weekend, but I'm still kind of riding that high. I, as you should be. Yeah, especially like, First year in the group. Feels good. Yeah, absolutely, dude. So, you know, why don't you take a second just to tell us about yourself and what you do and, you know, your acapella experience. Give us give us the whole story of uh, Jake Buhlman. Okay. <laughs> Not the whole story, <laughs> just the relevant yeah, bits. Back, back on the day of my birth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, I started singing in acapella groups back in junior high. Um mm-hmm. I've been singing way before that, and can confirm. That. I was always yeah. singing when we, we tried to play we Pokemon. Were in the same choirs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is actually my first year in like a non-school-based acapella group. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're still a collegiate group. Yeah, but you're not like an official group. choral ensemble. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a student class. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, singing most of my life. Uh, I'm a senior in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, social sciences are my major. I've got a minor in music, and I'm finishing off a minor in anthropology. Nice. Uh, I am a huge nerd, a yes. music nerd, a nerd nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's basically all of it. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. So let's start at the beginning. Let's talk about Mind the Gap and ICCAs and how you got to where you are right now, because that, again, is just so freaking cool. So Mind the Gap, when d- when did you join the group? So I joined Mind the Gap, I think it was like three weeks in to last term. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, what is that, fall term? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were running auditions. I had actually, I was in uh, University Singers, which mm-hmm. is like the main acapella group at UO. And two people walked down in front of the class. They just said they had an announcement and said, hey, yeah, we're running auditions for Mind the Gap tomorrow. And I sat there and went, yeah, I could do that. I'd have yeah. fun with that. So in one day, I had to figure out a solo, practice the solo, 
I prepare for this audition. Yeah. Because it was the next day at 10.30 a.m. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I ran in. Uh, of course, I had overslept the morning of. Yeah, of course. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Ran in, uh, went in, walked into the audition room, and saw a few friendly faces, you know, people, because I'd been in the school for a few yeah. years now, and everyone in the music program knows each mm-hmm. other. Went in. Uh, my audition piece was Viva La Vida by Coldplay. They they loved it. They had me do a few things like, you know, test my scale, test my range, yeah. uh, make sure that I can harmonize, sight read, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ended at around, so audition was 10.30, ended about 10.50, went back oh, wow. to my apartment and waited to hear for callbacks. Yeah. I didn't realize the callbacks were going to be the same day. That's, so that's a practice to- that more people are doing. That makes a lot of sense. More groups are doing that now. Really does, and honestly, it's more efficient, it's more effective, and it yeah. also does more of that testing. Like, you can kind of test a group's endurance or an individual's endurance. Or if someone's like staying on top of their like stuff and not just going to go home, turn off their phone, and sleep all day, like they're ready right. to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, reliability. Yep. Um, so went back at about five, and the callbacks were there were five guys who got called back. Might have been more. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it had been more. It had been more. Um, so a handful of girls and then like seven or eight guys. So that was, and we did the, the runs, um, and you know, they had us practice our music. We did, they had us like sight read sweater weather yep. and like do the, like sight read the solo and try the solo for that. And we got through the first phase of callbacks and they cut down this group of like 15 people down to five. Oof. Oof. Yeah, man. Yeah, calling the uh, calling the herd. <laughs> calling, yeah. It also doesn't help that um, we had done our auditions at the exact same time as On the Rocks and Davisi. Ah. So there was some like overlap, and some people decided that they wanted to join one group over the other. So, so could you not have like, let's say, you auditioned for both and got called back for both? Would you have to choose which callbacks to go to? Yeah. Um, Whoa. We actually had it set up where it's, so that was kind of where that break happened was. Uh, after first round of callbacks, there was a break where the people who had also got called back for On the Rocks could go and do that. Um, and actually, I had to think about it. DVC had theirs on a different day. Okay. My bad. Um, I think they had theirs like the day before or the day after. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, after they did the first round of callbacks for On the Rocks, they looked at all of us and said, hey, make your choice. I had only tried out for Mind the Gap. Um but I know a couple people had tried out for both and had, yeah, there was a lot of pressure. And like the conversations going on were really intense. Like, I don't know which group I want to join because they both have, you know, qualities yeah. that are good. They're, they're both great groups. Oh, um, yeah. And some people, it's a really tough decision. I think in the end, everyone's happy where they ended up. Uh, good. Probably not too high stress for you because you're like, yeah, I just want this one. I was the only one, yeah. Um, It actually was a little bit more relieving, though, because when some groups said, hey, we want to go do On the Rocks, since only five guys were called back. You become a better prospect. Yeah, and it limited that competition a little bit. Yeah, which is nice. I appreciate it. Absolutely. That that cut some of the stress there. Totally. So, thus began... The most grueling and well-testing audition period of my entire life. Because at that point, we went from like 5.30 to 1 a.m. Are you serious? Yep. Whoa. 
it was a crueling callback. Um, mostly because it was really hard to decide who, like, who they wanted to end up taking. Mm-hmm. Like, who mixed well with the group, because you're only testing five guys for... It ended up being four slots. I don't know oh. what their initial number was, how many they wanted to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, but it ended up bringing up the group to total 15. Uh, Good number. And it was it was great. It was funny, actually, because at 1 a.m., they said, hey, we're going to do... We still have some more, you know, deliberating to do. So why don't you guys just go home? We'll call you t- tomorrow morning. Uh... Yeah. They actually had us fill out these sheets before we had left with like our schedule, so that they know like our availability, and they had our put our they had us put our, our addresses on it, which I thought was a little weird. It seemed like a little unnecessary information. Turns out what I they ended up doing yep, was yeah, I see where this yeah, is going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they burned your was, house down. <laughs> yep. God, I'm living in a box on the street now. <laughs> Great audio quality. I'm surprised you still have a laptop for living in a box on the street. It's the, it's the one thing I saved. <laughs> Priceless family photos gone nope. up in flames. <laughs> my laptop, my laptop lived. Absolutely. <laughs> um, no, but later on they they you know came by and were like hey you guys made it and it was awesome and great and there was a lot of jumping and cheering and hugging and it was wonderful totally uh, and that was the grueling what was that it's like a full day full day pretty much full, full day. day yeah well that's pretty cool dude so that's i mean that that's a really in-depth look at a very different kind of audition process because uh, you know, doing it at Puget Sound, uh, where I did my undergrad, it's smaller groups, small, maybe not smaller groups, but uh, smaller pool of candidates. So it's, I think it's a very different um, process. So I'm wondering when you were like looking at groups or when you were thinking about where you wanted to go, did they talk about, or, and even if they didn't, when did they first bring up the idea of competing in the ICCAs, the idea that they were like, hey, we're going to compete in this competition and I'm wondering what your reaction was to that, whether it was before you joined or after you joined or whatever. Um, they actually did mention it during the audition, kind of that initial like uh, overview yeah. talk. Like this is this what, we're, what we plan to do. They said that we are a competition group mm-hmm. um, and I was all going for, ho for it. Um, I do like competing. I like competing in vocal competitions. I like testing my skills, um, seeing where I rank, seeing where I need to improve. Uh, yeah. So in general, I was just, I was excited. Um I I like the idea of the possibility of traveling with a competition, mm-hmm. and I do once again I do like competing. I liked seeing I liked it because I also saw it as a way to connect with other groups around the state and yeah. around the country. Um, like for instance, I just ran into I ran into some people from old choirs that I hadn't mm-hmm. seen in a long time, and we reconnected. Yeah. It was good. It was fun. Very cool. So like, when when do you start prepping? Obviously, you, no. Obviously, you start prepping at the beginning of the year when you're learning your songs. But what is the preparation, the overall preparation for the ICCAs like? How, what was that whole process? The so you guys already chosen to do it, but then what's the process in applying and and uh, recording your application and all that? G- give us the dirty details, man. So, if memory serves me right, we initially did. I had been in the group for about two weeks when we recorded the video that we sent in to audition with. Um, mm-hmm. and it was, I know we did a little party, um, was one of the pieces that we did, uh, where have you been all my life was another one that we did. And we just recorded like two or three songs mm-hmm. and 
you know, recorded video, audio. Uh, one of the members of our group mixed it up, sent it over, and we got our approval. And at that point, it was a case of, okay, we now have about four, maybe not even four, like two to three weeks to – we learned a lot of repertoire at the beginning, a lot. Mm-hmm. I've never had – like at least 12 songs Whoa. in like two weeks. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so at that point we had a collection of songs that we liked and that we were working with. And at that point we kind of sat down as a group and said, Hey, what, what do we want to do for our set? Yeah. The second step was we decided our set. Um, and we actually did something that's a little bit from what I can tell is a little uncommon, which in the ICCAs were given 12 minutes, right? Yeah. Most groups use that and do four songs. We actually only did three. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we decided that it was better for us to take three songs that we know we could make a really good set out of and really drill them so that they were, you know, yeah, as good as we could make them um, than trying to fit four. And especially because with the repertoire that we had, it would be diff- more difficult to make that kind of overarching story that you want yeah. in a set. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we tried to do four songs. And to kind of to make up for that, we we wrote a transition between two of our pieces, um, our first and our second. That was like our fourth song, quotation marks. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Okay, wait, tell me about that. So what were the three songs you decided on? And what's and tell me about this transition, because this, this sounds all very interesting, very unconventional in a really cool way. So the first song that we did was In the Name of Love. Okay. Um, and then we had decided to follow it up with a with an arrangement that we did of breathing underwater and mm-hmm. then finish it off with greedy okay so what and, are like i don't i don't think i actually know any of those songs so what what are what kind of songs are they so in the name of love is oh my god this this goes into some of the prep that we did which was a lot of emotional drilling okay of like what kind what we needed to be feeling um in the name of love the way that we saw it it was kind of that it's it's asking someone in this case, more specifically to like go like start a relationship with someone or to mm-hmm. start, you know, a life with someone. And it's that like timidness and hopefulness and buildup of, you know, you, you think that you've got this, mm-hmm. but you still have to take that jump. And you're asking that person to take that jump with you. Gotcha. Um, and then breathing underwater is very much like the title says, it's kind of like it's the feeling that you have of kind of suffocating in the world around you mm-hmm. um so is that one more like a ballad yeah yeah that was gotcha. our ballad gotcha, gotcha um except our the person who arranged it um they did it in like an edm remix style oh, cool. so it was like a electro pop ballad i like that's it. really it's, cool it's one of my favorite pieces that we're doing um and then the third one is greedy which is just all about empowerment and being sexy and owning it sounds um, like a good uh closer for sure Oh yeah, it was it was a showstopper. Yeah. Uh, and then the transition that we did was because it, we were having trouble figuring out a way of going from um, in the name of love, which ends very much on a high note. It's kind of mm-hmm. like that build up, and then this, as the story goes, they say yes, mm-hmm. and gotcha. it's, it's going cool. where you want to be. Yeah. So it was we were having trouble finding a way of going from this really uplifting, like I'm on top of the world to this, everything suddenly just goes wrong mm-hmm. sort of feeling. Yeah. Um, and so what we ended up doing was we 
uh, our director ended up writing a little one page long transition. Like, like spoken lines or like, or musical transition, musical transition. Okay. Um, that's cool. We like, we changed the key during it. We, it all, it flowed so smoothly together that it was able to take this really at first kind of awkward change in emotion from like this really up feeling this like on top of the world to drowning this feeling of just drowning um, oh that's really cool that's really yeah. cool that's a really smart way to do it because and I, I don't i you know i've never judged anything like that but you know these songs and these uh these sets have to have an arc to them so i can imagine it's kind of not just choosing the order but choosing how to get in the right emotional state and how to set up the audience to get on that same emotional level with you can be kind of tricky so that's that's really smart to write like actual new music material to create that transition. We were, we were blown away by it. Um, when we first did it, mm-hmm. it, it, it was the first moment that we went, I think we have a really good chance this year. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm pretty, well that, and then when we first nailed our choreography, mm-hmm. that's when we went, okay, no, we have a, we have a chance. I, we're feeling good. Um, Sweet. yeah, it was, it was so that was the the second step was mm-hmm. picking our music yeah and setting the set and then at that point we you know we drilled for a few weeks those songs and then we had our winter retreat okay yeah which uh we hosted at the lake house mm-hmm. so we had 15 my parents were oh your guys's good. your yeah, guys's we, lake we house in lincoln oh. city yeah yeah good times uh, there good times so hanging out fun. there we need to go again sometime. yes we do i was thinking about for that sure. the other day Oh man, that must have been fun having that whole all those acapellites under one roof. It was, you know, not to sound surprising, but it was really loud. I'm not surprised by that at all. It was loud when we were there, so I bet it's loud with yeah. the whole music group <laughs> with everyone. Um, no, but that's when we really—that's when we learned our choreography. Gotcha. Um, we took it was four days, mm-hmm. so we went in like Thursday evening and then we had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Uh, cause it was right after finals. Gotcha. So, so sorry, we left actually on, we left on Friday and went through to Monday. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Um, and we had Macy who is our, who's in charge of choreography. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had come up with it all. She actually took a whole, I think it was like a day or two, with a group that she had assigned we got it we assigned ourselves or we didn't assign ourselves but mm-hmm. we uh we joined various groups you know to make sure that the group was functional and running like fundraising yeah. committee and choreography committee and blah, sure, blah, 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 sure. show planning committee um yeah so we're learning the choreography we're hammering that out uh and we kind of we we ended on a high note we've learned it we record it and we all went our different ways for winter break boom well, that sounds like, man, I'm getting really invested in this story of how this all came together and how this all, you guys started this ICCA journey. So we're going to take a quick break. We're actually going to listen to a little bit of Mind of the Gap, and we're going to be right back here on Tacapella.
listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, giving listeners worldwide something to sing about. And welcome back to Acapella. Boom. Okay, so we've been talking about Mind the Gap today and their journey to the ICCAs, which I think is just the coolest thing ever. I've never known anyone who's like actually personally won an ICCA competition or anything like that. I've known groups, but I've never known the individual people in it. So we're super lucky to have a chance to sit down with one of my oldest friends, Jake Bielman, to talk about that. So Jake, we just heard all about how you guys at the end of, or the right before winter break, you guys got everything figured out and you know what you're going to do and you know that you've made it in and you're choosing your stuff and you're locking all your choreography and your notes and all that stuff in. So like, what was it like leading up to the ICCAs? What was the process like in the, that kind of final stretch before you actually went on the stage? Because I think that's, you know, the, the preparation is everything for this. You practice 10,000 hours for like 10 minutes or whatever the saying is. Actually, I have no idea what the saying is, but you know what I, <laughs> I you know what I mean. So what was that yeah, like, yeah. The, the kind of final, the, the penultimate stage of preparation? Well, to, when it, where it started was like... Uh... How it started was us getting back from winter break, and I could the best way to describe it is panic, a little bit of panic. Okay, um, of course, which is we've totally been gone, fair. We've been gone for four weeks. Everyone has been off on their own. First time we tried to run our choreo, it was like we had not even learned it to begin with. Um, that was there was a little bit of fear there, but the next rehearsal, it had all got squared away. Everyone had pulled their weight and grinded it out, and it was fantastic. Those final few weeks, though, were, I think our director, uh, Austin, put it in the best way. You have to live, breathe, and eat Mind the Gap. Mm -hmm. Of course, the moment he said that, we all paused because he told us to eat Mind the Gap. Which that's, was that's a little that's that's a an interesting weird, way to put it. <laughs> you know, he had a, his heart was in the right place. Yes, I'm sure. Um, uh, but yeah, it really was my life became mind the gap for those last few weeks. Um, so what, what was like, at, what was like an average day during this like day. lead up? Okay. Yeah. What's, what's like, what was your regimen essentially in these, in the final lead up to the competition? Um, it was wake up in the morning, go to classes, come back, look at my, look at the music we for the ICCA sets, run it on my own. Um, watch because after every rehearsal where we ran choreo and worked on it we would actually re-record our the choreo because we were we were actually making adjustments to our choreo until mm -hmm. the, about the week before yeah i mean to yeah. make it the easiest and the smoothest that makes sense yeah yeah and just like little adjustments to make it better um on days that there were rehearsals we because we mind the gap how we do it is we've got a rehearsal on tuesday thursday and sunday mm -hmm. and then we've got like a mini rehearsal before our friday shows which we do every week yeah. Uh, yeah. on campus and those are very much you know icca set uh vocals for the first like half hour and then just grinding out choreo and choreo and working on it um mm -hmm. as we got closer to like the last week or two beforehand um we actually had some alumni oh, from yeah. Gap. Um, so one of the past directors, Cameron, came in, and then there was also Lauren who came in. Um, and they they were both in Mind the Gap in the past. And we would show them our, our set and perform our set for them. And at that mm -hmm. point, they said, uh, well, let's work on 
like these are these are things that don't like from the audience look a little weird and so there's like that's where a lot of tweaks for the choreo came in um then we had uh that's when we did most of our like the emotional training for our yeah, set well, tell and me really, about that emotional training because you mentioned that what what is that what would you call that so for us it was really looking at the piece and deciding what the story was not gotcha. just like what it was but what it was for the individuals mm-hmm. um finding moments in our lives that we could actually reflect in the piece yeah. and feel in the piece. That way, when we were performing it, you know, we felt those emotions. Um, gotcha. The, the, like, That's smart. On our face and in our bodies and stuff. Yeah. When we moved, we moved with this intention. It wasn't yeah. just like, I want, it wasn't, it was no longer, I want to look like I'm doing this. I, do, I no longer want to look like I'm feeling pain in this moment. Yeah, yeah. We worked it so that when we performed it, we felt that pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this sounds really similar. I had a very uh, similar discussion about this on another episode. Um, same topic, and uh, you're both describing uh, like very similar uh, ways of how you did this. So this is really the idea of like emotional resonance and emotional storytelling in acapella and in your songs. I bet I bet that's something that the judges definitely picked up on. You know, kind of feeling like the performance and what you're on is on your faces is like true to the song, essentially. Cool. That was the hope. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I think it works. <laughs> I think so too. I think it worked. I'm hoping it worked. Um, then there was also a lot of, uh, we had to break past, not only was there the emotional training. Oh, uh, there was one other person that we had come in. Um, one of the, we had the director for the gospel choirs on uh, campus, Andy L come in and help us as well. Very cool. Um, and he did a lot. He was more there for, like that final, like, was our sound good? Yeah. Did we sound good or was our was our choreography messing up our sound? Mm-hmm. And he said after that rehearsal, it's like, I can't find anything. That's really and he cool. Was, he was shocked. He couldn't find anything. He, he felt he said that he actually felt like he was doing us a disservice because he couldn't – outside of like – there were still things that he talked about for choreo that we worked yeah, and yeah. fixed. But um, he felt like he couldn't give us anything to work on for our voices. That's which, probably a pretty good feeling. Me, it felt good. It it was another one of those moments just like, I think we actually have a chance, guys. Yeah. Um, so once we got the emotional training in, then we focused on, I think, personally, it's what I think a lot of acapella groups kind of suffer from, which is, I like to call it stage awkwardness. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Which is that, like, specifically for acapella where you're moving, where you have choreography, when you're not doing, like, the pre-designed or pre-laid-out like laid out movements, yeah those kind of times when you're dude where you're just kind of awkwardly like moving side to side side to side oh my god it's painful to watch and i see myself do even now and like a recording something go ah ah, no 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 no. Uh, (laughs) but a lot of it was we really made sure that when we didn't have choreo like choreographed movements and we were just jamming out there that we were actually jamming and we weren't letting sort of like awkward movement in um, I remember Macy said, and I thought it was really pertinent, was we are performing. Imagine that you are in a musical when you're doing this. That's a really good way of looking at it. it honestly, they're kind of the same things. When you're singing up on stage with movement. Yeah. They're not obviously the same. Because yeah, yeah, but, but there's a, so there, there is a, a, the idea of staying in character and being yeah. authentic to the song and, and authentic to the story you're telling. That's a really good way of putting it, yeah. I think. 
and also making your movements a little bit over-exaggerated so that the audience can actually see them. Um, and making sure that we didn't have that, those awkward movements and that yeah. like lack of movement. Because especially for our first and last song, if we had any of that, I feel like it would have killed the vibe. Yeah, um, for sure. Because they, they were both very much like, one was very much of a longing and reaching out sort of, and the other one was just, again, as I said, it was having you know, fun. empowering, having fun and really feeling it. And if we were just standing there shuffling back and forth when, you know, yeah, no, it'd be some, awkward. Yeah. Um, so that was the second there, not like the second, but that was the next step in that final, like choreo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, solidification moment. And then from there it was repetition um, and just making sure that everything's like it was the nitpicky stuff. Um, yeah. It was the hey, you make sure you're turning your head, or I need more action out of this person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was, you know, it's very important. Um, yeah. It's because it, it, and I know from when we had time in uh in high school. Yeah. Our our director would always say it takes one person, one yeah, person. That's to good to remember. Yeah. Throw everyone off. Throw it off. Um. So it's it was really that it was that final that fine tuning yeah, yeah that yeah. we did we were doing that up until the day before as you should um, and then what we did was the the night before we got together uh, actually at my place mm-hmm. and we had a very like I call it a party but it was more of a tea party it was very calm <laughs> there was of course tea um, and it was just like mellow no shouting drink tea relax we played headbands nice. so there was some of that group body because it's also really important that the group feels like a unit. yeah for sure um, emotionally to each other not just to the songs yeah especially because if you throw a bunch of strangers on stage together you that's when yeah. the, that's when the awkward shuffles start happening exactly because <laughs> no one wants to take that movement um yeah. make that move uh, so we did that. Then the morning of, we all met together at a breakfast place, um, had that final bonding moment, got in our cars, drove up. Dude, all right. Well, let's hear it now. Tell us about the performance itself. What was that like? Just give us give us the full story. It was... Terrifying? <sighs> no, it was exhilarating. Okay, good. Uh, I... I mean, personally for me, I don't get that much stage fright anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you remember when I did. <laughs> no, you always better. You were better at it than I was. I always got a lot of stage fright if I wasn't doing something really specific. I was like uh, looking awkwardly side to side. <laughs> <laughs> um, the I think because we got there pretty early because uh, mm-hmm. sound checks are early in the morning. You have to you know you have to draw your place and there's the general yeah. overview stuff. Um, and when I was there for that. I actually, it, it's going to sound strange, but it didn't feel real to me yet. Yeah. It was still I kind of just that. like, I'm here, but I didn't know what to expect. I think yeah. that's what it was. It felt just like I was showing up for another gig at that point. Mm-hmm. The moment our number was drawn, there was that little spark in my gut that went. What num- What order were you? Like what oh, in, the, uh, in so, the performance? So we went sixth. Um, mm-hmm. We actually closed the first half. Gotcha. Uh, and then, you know, the final four people went after intermission. Gotcha. Uh, which we were happy for. We initially wanted to go 10th because there's mm-hmm. always that, you know, yeah, there's yeah. that psychology of like the judges always remember the 
last to go yeah. best and stuff. But we also felt like going six was also good because, you, in a sense, we were still closing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So we were happy with our position. Um, and then we got our number. We went back. And at that point, it was just like another rehearsal period. Um, we had a few breaks here and there. But we were, you know, we were running our set. We were still making those little tiny changes. Yeah. We were still, you know, up until we went on stage to make that final performance. And obviously we had our sound check somewhere in there too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were living our set. It was yeah. always on our mind, constantly thinking about it. Uh, we had at one point like an hour to go get food. And I <laughs> ran off with some people to Red Ro- No, not Red. Yeah. Red Robin? Red Robin. Red Robin. Red Robin. <laughs> You'll no, that's wait, is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> There's some free advertising for you, Red Robin. Yes, boom. Enjoy it. <laughs> um no, uh and came back and again we had that oh, there was more tea. I swear to god, I've had like in, in that time period I probably had three gallons of tea. That is a lot. <laughs> that's that a, is lot a lot of tea. It within the within those that twenty four hour period. Yeah. A lot of tea. Um and so we got together that final part. We circled up. We had the final little pep talk. Um, and then we went out, waited in line for a term, listened into the group that went before us. I mm-hmm. think it was Divine from OSU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones before us, yeah. Um, and next thing I knew, it was our turn up. Mm-hmm. That's when I felt it. The moment I started walking onto that stage, yeah was when it really hit me and it became real mm-hmm. and i'm looking up and they uh, oh my god this set this stage whoever designed that stage deserves an oscar and emmy every award on the planet it was <laughs> gorgeous it was absolutely gorgeous and the way that they worked lighting was fantastic and like um that like they would change the colors depending on the group and like yeah. what their colors were. So we had that green and yellow going on for UO. That's nice. And then when it was on its like standard, it had this gorgeous like uh we were the running like what we were saying within the group was like it was like a gothic beauty and the beast. That's a cool way of putting it. Gorgeous. Sorry. So I'm done no, fanboying right. with that. <laughs> um uh and so we went on, we had our lights the lighting behind us and if it was something that if it was a set that I don't think I was felt prepared for, I don't think I would actually be able to tell you how it felt at this point. Cause I yeah. think I would have blacked out. Yeah. I think I would have gotten that black out of just like, but I remember every moment of it and it was the, it was the best we had ever performed it. And I could feel us all jiving together and I could feel everything snapping into place and every movement was so crisp. Um, and like, of course everyone messed up a little bit yeah. because final performances, everyone messes up a little bit. Absolutely. But it didn't matter. And for someone who's a bit of a perfectionist like myself yeah. to just go that it didn't matter. And it's still going great was that's cool. That's really cool. Amazing. It was amazing. Um, I I was I've been telling people it's probably the most rewarding experience I've had in my singing career. Yeah, was not only performing at ICCAs but you know winning it and getting that validation of like 
the, the years and years of various yeah. groups that I've been in and some of them being mediocre and some of them obviously being good. Like the ones that we <laughs> were in together were always good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just like it, it felt good. Oh, I think that's up. the okay. best way to put it. That's that's awesome, dude. I think that's a real accomplishment. I think you should be really proud. I I'm proud for me. I'm proud for my group mostly. Everyone put in so much work. We all worked our butts off, and honestly, they probably deserve it more than I do. I doubt it. I think it sounds like this is a great group effort. So, boom! Yeah. I I think that's a good place for to take one more break, and when we're back. We're going to just talk a little bit more about this. You've been listening to Talk Apollo with John Lampus and my guest, Jake Buhlman, and we're going to be right back.
listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock on our app, on TuneIn Radio, and online at acaville.org. And welcome back to Acapella. We've been talking with my good buddy Jake Buhlman about his time in Mind of the Gap, who just won the ICCA quarterfinals for the Northwest Division, which is really freaking cool. Congratulations on that one more time, Jake. It's been super fun hearing that story about how that all happened. So the aftermath, after winning this thing, what are you guys looking forward? What's the process looking forward to semifinals? Because I'm hearing all about how intense leading up to quarterfinals were like, how how much more intense can it get for semifinals? What's your plan going forward? And what, what are you excited for? What are you nervous for? What groups are you going to like conspire against and conspire with to win semis? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I think mainly because we, we've taken a bit of a, we're taking like a week off. For the stuff because we do, if we still have gigs coming up, we have to refine some of our other stuff and make sure that that's still, you know, show worthy. Yeah. Um, we're actually going to be in Bend coming up here pretty soon oh, yeah. for a competition there. Yeah, yeah, the Bend Acapella Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got a lot of it right now. For sure, the plan is a lot of refinement. Um, Are you still going to do got, the same exact songs? I think that's the idea. Um, mm-hmm. From a lot of the feedback that we've gotten, it was the, – the biggest thing that we were told to like maybe add was some sort of intro. So kind of like our transition, maybe write something up as an introduction – to the set to give it a, you know give that set a little top hat uh <laughs> and so i think there's there's talk about that and trying to figure out a way to maybe make exciting because we've got some time um mm-hmm. again we only did three songs yeah and so we've got a minute or two we've got i think actually about three minutes that oh, we yeah. can still utilize um so there's been talk of that uh a lot of it is going to be refinement making sure that um because we did get told that our we had some intonation problems mm-hmm. or some tonal issues um during our second and third piece mm-hmm. so there's we're going to be working on that and making sure that we're not so in the moment that you lose track of the tuning for sure yeah yeah um especially because with our set um at least between those first two songs if we slip out of key or we end up doing the whole thing sharp or flat that can actually really right, mess up they're, the they're... transition yeah ooh, that is that's tricky that's tricky. yeah uh um besides that drilling or fighting and building up our stamina with the set because yeah that's one thing that like the whole group kind of agrees on is like it is a it's a very physical uh set that we have yeah it's a lot of movement and making sure that at least for me that I can make it through the entire thing without <laughs> feeling like I need to have a heart attack afterwards. And mind you, I know I'm not in the best of shape, uh, <laughs> but maybe I'll start hitting up the gym. That might solve it. No, but that's, I think that's an interesting thing. I think people don't talk about much. Like this is an actual physical activity with like working out and stuff. Like that's like, you need to be in shape to get through this stuff. It's a lot, it's, you know, it's, you're kind of like part, like you're like half dance group almost in a sense. So I think yeah. that's, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, getting, building up your physical stamina to do that. And then, you know, breathing with all of that and trying to, you know, use your muscles and your abdominals and your intercostal muscles to create the best vocal sound. You know, there, there's a lot to it. So don't feel ashamed if it's exhausting, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. When, do you know when and where semifinals are? 
So semifinals are in Salem on March 25th. Oh, that's nice. So Still Salem, have... Oregon. That's pretty neat. Yeah, Salem, yeah. Oregon, right? Not Salem, yes. Massachusetts. Yes. No, we're going all the way to Salem, Massachusetts. We're going to go hunting witches. Um, hey, it's going to be great. Group bond and group activity. <laughs> Do you know, really solidify that bond within the group. Uh, <laughs> um, so when are they? So March 25th. Nice. Uh, oh, that's... Salem, which yeah. is really nice. Um it's it's good for us because that would mean like travel expenses will be a little bit lower and it's yeah. not something we have to like fly off to California and it's it's a little bit more because because uh, quarterfinals were just up in Tualatin right right out by yeah, Portland yeah. yeah that's nice that's really nice and that's in Salem's Salem's so Salem's closer yeah Salem's closer uh, it's one hour instead of two that's nice boom yeah so like any last thoughts as you're like looking forward to that um. Well, like, I'm. What's a good way to put it? I mean, I'm. I'm definitely excited. Uh, looking forward to it. It's my first big competition that I've really progressed with. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to seeing what the best in the region. Yeah. Has for us. Yeah. That's, that that's is what I'm looking exciting. forward to. I, that competitive side of me, I want to see who else is out there who's at yeah. our level. Dude, and this the is the place to. Style. This is the place to indulge that, I'd say. So that's that's pretty awesome. So, Jake, um, as we wrap up this episode, like, what would your advice be to anyone who's hoping to compete in the ICCAs? I'm hoping with my group next year to compete. I've never done it before. I just, you know, I my closest friends, some of my closest friends have done it. But, like, Jake, say it like you were giving me advice. What what can me and all the other people out there who want to experience maybe not the same level of success because you guys have obviously you know done this for a while and it's worked up to this but what is like what can we do to have a successful icca experience and even just or just get to the you know get to the starting line get to the quarterfinals do you have any recommendations for that first one start early uh if you don't have to be grinding out an hour and a half every single rehearsal for your icc at the very beginning but always have it on your mind think of it as your goal um bring in not like bring in, but ask for ask for people to come in and watch your set. Yeah, um, I've been asked to do that opinions, sometimes. Get yeah, get an audience. Have an audience that knows what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So people who've been on the acapella scene, people who know these things. That's what we did, and it was so helpful. Yeah, I believe it that. Really, it revolutionized our our set, having input from an outside source. And I feel like there, there's sort of this mentality that like people want it to be just their victory that they did on their own merit, but it is still your merit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, get, get that criticism. That criticism is very important. Uh, don't be afraid to move. Um, no awkward shuffles. No, no awkward shuffles. But also don't be afraid of choreography. Um, I know there's this mindset in the acapella community that's like you can either have really good vocals or you can have good choreography, but you can't have both. Mm-hmm. That's – honestly, that's BS. It's that, bullshit. Yeah. Um, it's – you can have both. You just have to work on it. And you have to work and you have to take time and really develop that choreo um, and make sure that you're, you're working it through. Uh, also, go for it. You know, it, I know yeah. it's a tacky piece of advice that everybody gives, but do not be afraid to go for it because you'd be amazed at the number of people like, oh, yeah, we're going. And they, they still kind of they, they have that anxiety. Go in fearlessly. You yeah. know, aim for the top. Visualize winning. Uh, have that as your goal. Always be thinking, what will it take? to put us at the top yeah yeah man boom that's uh i remember you always used to say carpe diem this sounds like that that sounds like what 
I got to do. That sounds like what a lot of people got to do to really, you can't just, uh, this can't be another little like, oh, this is a gig we're going to do. This has to be like, if you want to succeed at this thing, this has to be your end goal. This has to be the end game. So I'm, I'm going to remember this stuff and I'm going to listen to this episode again when, you know, um, in a couple months when we're trying to figure out uh, what we want to submit. So Jake, thanks so much for coming on this episode. This has been super informative, not just for listeners, but also for me in hearing about this whole experience and the journey. And I think there's a lot of things people can learn uh, listening through this episode uh, about how to have a really successful application and rehearsal and lead up and ultimately performance and fingers crossed, maybe a win at an ICCA quarterfinal. So Jake, thanks so much for coming on the show. This has been awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, Sean. It's, it's, I've had a lot of fun. Boom. So, uh, everyone, you've been listening to Tagapella. Obviously, if you want to get a hold of me, you can tweet me at John Lampus on Twitter, and you can also tweet us at the station at Acaville Radio. If you have any questions uh, that you'd like us to answer on Tagapella, please do so. Just tweet us. We will be more than happy to discuss them and dissect your questions. If you want to be on an episode, you can also just hit us up. Or if you have an idea for a uh, topic for an episode, we're always looking for audience input. We'd love to hear what the listeners want to see. So that's everything for me. Jake, if people want to check out Mind the Gap and see what they're all about, how could they do that? So best two ways, we have a Twitter, which is at UOMindTheGap. And then we also have a website, which at UOMindTheGap.org. Boom. And you probably have a Facebook page too, I'm guessing. Yeah, there's a Facebook page. Um where we've got a we're working on a tumblr page oh nice uh there was there's a running joke that we're going to get a tinder page going up there that would be real <laughs> commitment i mean oh, yeah. dang okay if you do that oh, i and will an instagram we have a snapchat and an instagram Ooh, wait what's Very your snapchat cool. i want to get on that i think that's also at you i think that's also you on mind the gap um boom i'm gonna add if, you guys right if after not, this i will have the person in charge of our twitter tweet it out boom sweet takes care of that all right everyone you've been listening to talk appella we just learned a ton about the iccas how to get there and how to freaking win it jake thanks again for coming on this episode super fun to have an old friend on this and learn all the intricacies of this whole process so last time thank you jake and everyone thanks for listening to talk appella for everything acapella stay tuned with a little love and some tenderness We'll walk upon the water We'll rise above the mist With a little peace and some harmony We'll take the world together We'll take them by the hand
Best that I can. 